Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval Renaissance and Baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. Holy Roman Emperor Charles V is believed to have said, Paris is not a city, but a universe. Coming up, we'll visit Paris and recall the history of some of its most musical attractions. Plus, we'll linger in the vicinity of Notre Dame Cathedral for a featured release by Rogers, Covey, Crump, Christopher O'Gorman, and John Potter. take a quick look back in time to a renowned Parisian cemetery. Situated in Paris's 20th arrondissement is Père Lachaise Cemetery. The cemetery was erected by Napoleon Bonaparte in 1804, the same year he was crowned Emperor of France. The first person buried at Père Lachaise was a five-year-old girl named Adelaide Payard de Villeneuve. Adelaide's burial reflected Napoleon's mandate that every citizen had the right to be buried regardless of race or religion. Buried at Père Lachaise are thousands of notable figures. Among them, the German artist Max Ernst, the infamous Oscar Wilde, and Jean-Baptiste Poquelin, a French playwright and actor better known by his stage name Molière. Molière's burial in 1804 helped dispel adverse attitudes toward the cemetery's inconvenient location and lack of Catholic consecration. The remains of many famous musicians are also housed within the cemetery. Pianist and composer Ignace Pleyel was buried at Père Lachaise after his death in 1831. A devoted student of Franz Joseph Haydn, Pleyel set up a publishing company in Paris called Maison Pleyel. The company produced a complete edition of Haydn's string quartets along with the world's first miniature scores. Pleyel also established a piano firm that supplied Frédéric Chopin with instruments in concert. In 1817, the remains of Peter Abelard and Eloise d'Argenteuil were purportedly moved to Père Lachaise, enhancing the cemetery's prestige. While the actual resting place is in dispute, Visitors to Père Lachaise traditionally leave love letters as tribute to one of the 12th century's greatest thinkers and one of the age's most legendary couples. Six of Abelard's monophonic planctus survive, as well as one hymn written for Heloise's religious order. Today, the cemetery continues to accept new burials. However, there's limited space and a long waiting list. That's no surprising fact. Père Lachaise is a permanent final home to more than a million, including Jim Morrison of the rock group The Doors. It's also known worldwide as one of Paris's most frequented historical sites, attracting hundreds of thousands of visitors per year and standing as a monument to over 200 years of history. This has been a glimpse back in time to the Père Lachaise Cemetery. I'm Angela Mariani. You can find more about the people, events, and music from this era online in our blog section, along with early music t-shirts, totes, and books in our gift shop at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Long, 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 long
some early musical hotspots in Paris on this edition of Harmonia. Located in a northern suburb of Paris, Saint-Denis is home to a basilica and royal necropolis that has stood since the 7th century. Dagobert I of the Franks called for the construction of a grand cathedral on a site that had been used as a burial place in late Roman times. Further construction occurred during the 12th and 13th centuries, making the Cathedral Basilica of Saint-Denis one of the first Gothic structures. The remains of Saint-Denis are said to be housed within the basilica, beneath its high altar. This legend made the basilica a major pilgrimage site through the 10th century and beyond. Saint-Denis was also used as a burial site for French kings until the 18th century. The remains of Louis XIV are housed there, along with those of Pepin the Younger and Robert the Pious.
Music from the court of Louis the Fourteenth. We heard Céline Frisch with Chamber Orchestra Café Zimmermann perform harpsichord music from Jean-Baptiste Lully's opera Roland and an organ piece by Jean-Henri d'Angelbert. Louis the Fourteenth is just one of the many French monarchs whose remains are housed at Saint Denis in Paris. In service to generations of French monarchs were generations of French musicians. Pierre de la Croix, who composed a royal monophonic office for the royal chapel at Saint-Denis, is believed to have studied at the University of Paris near the turn of the 14th century. Centuries later, Jean Mouton is said to have written music for Francis I in his diplomatic meeting with Henry VIII at the Field of the Cloth of Gold. Thank you. 
music by composers linked with the Cathedral Basilica of Saint-Denis. We heard the early music consort of London performing Pierre de la Croix's motet Aucune on Trouvé and the Gentlemen of St. John's with the Benedictus from Jean Mouton's Missa Dictes Moi Trouvez Vos Pensées. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. In 1669, Louis XIV responded to a long-standing movement to synthesize French language and French music. The Académie d'Opéra, or the Paris Opera, was to serve as both academy and public theater. The first opera performed at the Académie opened in 1671. Pomone, with a libretto by Pierre Perrin and music by Robert Cambert, ran for 146 performances. A year later, rights to perform were granted to Jean-Baptiste Lully to the disadvantage of other composers. Lully enjoyed a virtual monopoly over performances at the Academy. Aside from three weeks at Easter, audiences could hear opera by Lully all year round.
We heard Le Concert des Nations performing the overture from Jean-Baptiste Lully's comédie ballet Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme. Through Lully's collaboration with Pierre Beauchamp, ballet enjoyed increasing prestige. Ballet was then considered a mere extension of opera. However, Beauchamp and Lully gave dance an integral role in numerous productions, and along with the resident dance company's rise in fame came the name Paris Opera Ballet. After his death, Lully's work was taken over by composers such as Pascal Collas, André Campra, and Marin Marais. Operas were premiered with greater frequency, although later composers found it difficult to match the initial success of Lully.
Baroque music at the Paris Opera. We just heard Ensemble Acquillon sing André Campra's Ecce Panis Angelorum. Before that, the continuo group of Battaglia performed A Musette by Marin Marais. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, publisher of Early Music America magazine, on the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back. We're exploring Paris on this edition of Harmonia. We've heard music associated with Saint-Denis Basilica and the Paris Opera. Next, we'll visit Notre Dame Cathedral. Since the start of its construction in the 12th century, Notre Dame Cathedral has stood as a beacon to the imagination. Parallel organum, free organum, and polyphonic conductus are the products of singers in connection with this French Gothic cathedral. Many consider these early genres revolutionary musical advancements that led to the development of the motet and later polyphonic compositions. The school of singing that developed around Léonin and Perrotin helped broaden polyphonic music through an extensive use of rhythmic pattern and various combinations of voices. Works of plain chant were adorned with as many as three added melodies. Troping, the practice of adding words to existing music, led to the composition of conductus and motets.
Medieval music at Notre Dame de Paris. We heard Ensemble Gilles Benchois, led by Dominique Villard, performing Conductus Ave Maristella for three voices. Before that, Theater of Voices, directed by Paul Hillier, singing the anonymous Conductus De Monte Lapis Scinditur. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts at harmoniaearlymusic.org. The term conductus refers to a kind of medieval polyphonic vocal composition in which the voices move together without a long note supporting tenor. In our featured release, tenors Rogers Covey Crump, Christopher O'Gorman, and John Potter delve into the world of the conductus, exploring a vast collection of monophonic and polyphonic works from the time of Perrotin. Some say the conductus was eclipsed by other medieval musical forms like organum and motet, However, models of the genre survived by the hundreds, and the repertoire was cultivated throughout Europe. Manuscripts containing conductors have been found as far as Scotland and Poland.
Rogers Covey Crump, Christopher O'Gorman, and John Potter sang the anonymous conductus Religentur ab Aria. The works on this featured recording contain traces of medieval improvisational technique developed by singers connected with Notre Dame Cathedral.
Singers from the 12th century paired new melodies with texts on subjects both sacred and satirical. Qui servare puberem, for example, addresses the dangers of prostitution. The conductus warns that succumbing to such temptation is tantamount to death.
Medieval music from the recording Conductus, Volume 1. Rogers, Covey, Crump, Christopher O'Gorman, and John Potter sang measured and unmeasured versions of Qui Servare Puberem. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources for Harmonia come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any aspect of this program. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Laura Osterlin. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, John Bailey, David Wood, Janelle Davis, and Anna Coogan. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Our producer is Luann Johnson, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. <laughs>